Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have a very special bonus episode for you all today. As many of you know, I'm currently on the road. I'm celebrating the release of my new book, The Jolliest Bunch, Unhinged Holiday Stories. The Real Housewives and Bravo recaps will be back very soon in early November. But for now, I want to play a little excerpt from the audiobook of The Jolliest Bunch. This is a chapter about a Christmas Eve gone awry. Linda Pellegrino and Gary Pellegrino, my two parents, I did get a chance to talk to him about this chapter when I was in Cleveland. So I'm going to play a very short interview with Gary and Linda Pellegrino. Then I'm going to play the entire chapter from the audiobook of The Jolliest Bunch. I really hope you pick up this book, whether you get an audiobook form on Audible or wherever you listen to audiobooks, or if you get the hardcover at your favorite local independent bookstore, or you can get from Amazon, Target, wherever you get your books. Again, it's The Jolliest Bunch, Unhinged Holiday Stories. It's out now. I put my heart and soul into this, and I really wanted it to feel like the movie National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in a book. If you come to this podcast and you like the family detours that I take while I'm recapping The Real Housewives, I really think that you'll love this book. And so I hope you'll pick up The Jolliest Bunch, Unhinged Holiday Stories, We'll be back with the Bravo recaps very soon. And if you can, come see me on tour. There are still tickets available to Nashville. Uh, I'm going to be there very soon. Go to everythingiconic.com for those tickets. And if you want a signed copy of The Jolly's Bunch, come see me at Los Angeles in the at The Grove, at Barnes & Noble, The Grove in Los Angeles, November 1st. I'm going to be signing books there. It's a ticketed event. So go to their website and get tickets for that. And then the following day, November 2nd, I'm going to be at the Barnes & Noble Henderson, Nevada, which is just outside side of the Las Vegas Strip. So if you're in town for BravoCon, come see me the night before. It starts at 5 p.m. at the Barnes & Noble Henderson. 
those tickets are almost sold out. So please uh, get them now while you can and come get your book signed, take a photo. Again, Barnes & Noble Henderson on November 2nd and Barnes & Noble The Grove on November 1st. I can't believe I'm going to be at The Grove. I'm so excited. So Barnes & Noble, go check those events out and come see me in Nashville for the live show where we're talking about Bravo and all that stuff. Uh, but please enjoy this chapter from The Jolly's Bunch, Unhinged Holiday Stories. Thank you to ACAST. We'll hear a little chat with my parents, uh, Linda and Gary Pellegrino. Then we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and hear the full audiobook chapter from The Jolliest Bunch. Hello, I'm here with my mom and dad, Linda and Gary Pellegrino. They just came to the Cleveland show and they're stars of the show. So I'm excited to talk to them. I'm going to play a sample of the audiobook. And so before I do, I wanted to just get some quick thoughts from Linda and Gary to see how accurate the story in The Jolliest Bunch is. So specifically, I'm talking about Christmas Eve, mom. She's here with me. And dad is here as well. And I tell a story about a particular Christmas Eve where you got in the car, you were a little overextended and you, uh, you had told me, what did you say when you got in the car? I'm just getting in the car and going up to the corner. I'm just going to, and Danny asked, what am I going to do on the corner? And I said, I don't know. I'm just going to the corner. I had no idea. I just had to get out of there for a five minute break because I was so stressed out. And I never ended up going to the corner, but I was heading there. Dad, is that an accurate story? That's pretty accurate. She was uh, pretty well bent. Now She can laugh about it now. What, do you, what advice do you have, Mom, for all the moms out there who really take on the holiday, or moms or dads or whoever in the family is the one really spearheading the holiday? What advice do you have for really, them? Just don't put too much on yourself to do. Just kind of relax and enjoy the days. I mean, it, but it's so you get caught up in the, in the gift giving. You have to have something for everybody. The cooking, the baking, it, it's just so much on a, on a woman or a man, you know. Um, and just my advice would be just to relax and chill out. Maybe have a little glass of wine <laughs> just so it doesn't get to you. And do you have a favorite holiday memory, Dan? Oh, I have multiple <laughs> favorite holiday memories. Um Probably my greatest one is when the um, the three of you and I were downstairs in the basement that Christmas Eve, sound asleep, and Mom was upstairs cooking. Cooking. And then she came downstairs like a whirlwind. We were having company over that day. It was Christmas Eve, and I'm preparing everything, everything, everything. And they are all downstairs just sound asleep in the rec room. So I just had another one of my little breakdowns because <laughs> I was thinking, okay, it's snowing like crazy out there. The sidewalk, you know, I mean, even though they shoveled earlier, it was like piled up to the front door. And I'm like thinking, okay, one could be shoveling snow. One could be doing this. One could be doing that. And they were just all there sleeping. So that was another one of my little breakdowns. Right. And mom, I, the listeners are probably thinking, oh, she sounds so sweet. And how could she have a little meltdown? A little meltdown. But, it was nothing <laughs> but I think it's important. And uh, everybody who is spearheading the holiday tends to have a little mini meltdown because they're doing so much. So I understand that. Now, there's also a, a story in the book about dad trying to pick up a holiday ham that I hope people people enjoy. But At the wrong store? 
at the wrong story, at the wrong story. But in general, I just hope everyone listening, they're hearing these stories on audiobook or reading them in the hardcover, and they're thinking about their own but families. He was also picking up more than ham there. It was like a lot of the holiday, you know, a, a tray of, uh, I don't know if it was deli meats, I can't recall. And I sent him to the wrong store, so then he had to go across town to the one, and it was getting close to closing time. Dad has a little bit of an Italian temper, I'd say, or... Or a, a lot of bit of Italian temper, but he, but really, for, for not really. Quick, for a quick minute, he gets that you know that temper flares, but then it's done and over with. And he's softened over time. But mom, what do we do when dad is at his most tempered, or when he's most? I mean, we usually get a good laugh out of it, right? I just could laugh my head off. I literally <laughs> could just stand there and laugh in his face because it's so silly. It is so silly that he gets he'll get angry for like a minute and then he forgets all about it. Right. Right. There's nothing better too when, yeah. when you get the giggles on exactly. in dad's expense. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I got to chat with you at least for a couple minutes. I'm going to play the chapter about that Christmas Eve that you were just talking about uh, with the um, little mini meltdowns getting in the car. And say, I'm going to the corner, Dan. Can you give us? Well, can I say this? We are, dad and I are so, so very, very proud of you and we love you so much. No doubt about it, Danny. You've, 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 you've accomplished things accomplished that we've never deal. thought any any of us could do, and you've accomplished them. Well, it means the world to me that we get to share some of the Pellegrino family stories and that people can maybe recognize themselves in the stories exactly. and, and have some laughs. And don't you think around the holidays, everybody needs some laughs? So, oh. Mom and Dad, tell everybody to pick up the Jolly Sponge, get the hardcover at your local bookstore, get it from Amazon, Target, you'll have, wherever. You'll have a lot of laughs. It'll lighten up the holiday, and you'll see yourselves in a lot of these stories. And unfortunately, they are true stories. They are true stories. true. Unfortunately, true. That's right. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. We love you so much. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and enjoy this. And uh, before I let everyone go, Mom, give us, I'm going to the corner, Dan. Give us one of those. I'm just going to the corner. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going on the corner. <laughs> and Dad, give us a, a fuck saremba. <laughs> fuck saremba. I can't believe it. <laughs> those of you who read the first book will know what uh, he's talking about there. Anyway, I love you all, and thank you so much, Mom and Dad. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing, because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live, and it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new 
filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. The Night Before T'was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even... Wait, there was a creature stirring. Mom. And this story begins with her, literally at the stove, stirring pasta sauce on Christmas Eve. Elsewhere in this book... I tell the tale of another mom who absolutely lost it over the course of Thanksgiving Day. You may be saying to yourself, Danny, you can't possibly have multiple stories about a mom having a seasonal breakdown. Oh, but I do. I could probably fill a whole book exclusively with stories about moms going nuts because moms do it all. They decorate, they cook, and they make it nice. For all that work, they deserve to go a little berserk. They've earned it. Not all families are made up of one mom and one dad, but there's usually one person in the family with hot mess holiday energy, so let's not focus on the gender of it all. Okay, so back to Linda Pellegrino. She's going to kill me for telling the story. But of all the stories, this is the most important Linda story that Linda ever Lindaed. Like the poster for JLo's 2002 thriller Enough says, everyone has a limit. And hers happened to be on Christmas Eve every single year. That's right. She loses it almost down to the exact minute, approximately 5.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right before the stockings are hung by the chimney with care and Santa squeezes his ass down to fill them. The meltdown begins at 5.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because that's shortly after we hit the one-hour mark until her guests are due to arrive. 
Every year, she invites her side of the family over for cocktails, food, and music, which is usually of the Jingle Bells variety. But one year, she did accidentally put a 50-cent CD in the disc player and didn't know how to change it. I was the only one who knew how to work the machine, and I was getting far too much enjoyment out of Inda Club playing while Mom plated her cookies, so the party listened to it in its entirety before I switched it to Michael Buble. When guests started arriving at the house around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my mom already has her wine poured and is acting as though everything is picture-perfect. She's full of energy and jolliness like one of the smiling hosts on the Food Network, giving Ina Garten Moon and Giada De Laurentiis rising in her Christmas Eve astrological chart. The moments before, that 5.10 to 5.59 p.m. window are when only a select few get to see the demon that lives inside her. It comes out exactly one time per year, and it's for approximately 49 minutes. It's kind of like gremlins, only instead of becoming a monster from eating after midnight, Mom turns into Satan while she finishes making her world-famous potato salad and a bread bowl spinach dip that is to die for, among many other things. I still don't understand why she keeps throwing this party every year because it seems like a nightmare for her. The stress of having her family over sends her up a wall and she tries so hard for it to be perfect. Even though the group would be happy with some pizza alongside free booze and a place to smoke. All she needs to do is set up a highball station so grandma and company could get boozed up and reminisce. Be a good little boy and go make grandma her highball. Grandma Sophie would say to me every year, not caring if I was six or sixteen, so long as she didn't have to bartend herself. The company doesn't even need a garnish or anything fancy, just plastic cups with a gallon of ginger ale and cheap whiskey. That's it. But Mom insists on having a giant spread, making everything by hand, and driving me, my brothers, and Dad crazy before the guests arrive doesn't matter how prepared we are for the Christmas Eve shindig, that morning is when the chaos starts and tensions rise, albeit to manageable levels. Here's a rough timeline of the day. 6.11 a.m. Is everyone going to sleep all day? I need help. You all get to relax while I take care of the entire holiday. Wake up and help me, Mom says before the sun rises. 11.15 a.m. My dad, brothers, and I are sent to the store for a variety of items. Booze, napkins, some obscure potato chip mom insists cousin what's-his-name needs to have with the dip. Then we head to the funeral home for seating. Everyone else rents chairs from the local funeral home, right? I always assumed this was normal, but as I got older, I realized the morbidity of it all and questioned why my parents didn't invest in their own cheap chairs instead of getting the uncomfortable wooden fold-ups that people sit on while they're paying their respects to a loved one's rotting corpse. Those funeral chairs are loaded with sad memories and tears and dried gum, but we're always calling up Father Hendelkin to see if we can borrow them for a large family event. Dad drives us boys up to the funeral home and parks the car while we tiptoe past a service and ask where the chairs are. I guess they're free, but still, is it worth it? They aren't even padded, and we always have to return them the next day, so Dad is forced to drive us hungover on Christmas Day to ensure the holiday crowd at the mortuary has ample seating for their send-offs. 
1.45 p.m. Once the free death chairs are picked up, we head back home where Mom is manning multiple burners, plus the oven and a separate roaster that plugs into a wall outlet. Her forehead glistens, not because her inner aura is shining outward, but because she's sweating like a whore in church. Even though it's snowing outside, a cold Ohio winter, the kitchen feels like the pits of hell because she's cooking so many things on various sources of heat. Ham, lasagna, cookies, pigs in a blanket, multiple dips that need to be heated. There are countless dips, but somehow none of the ones she serves are cold. On Easter, she makes a no-bake French onion dip that doesn't need any heat, but on Christmas Eve, she insists on exclusively hot dips. She cooks enough of these dips to feed a 300-person wedding, but there are only about 15 people outside of my immediate family who show up. Mom has no sous chef or assistance with the food because no one can cook to her standards. Plus, she likes everyone knowing she makes it all herself. Occasionally, I'm asked to cut a block of Swiss cheese for a charcuterie tray, but she's never thrilled with my performance. 2.15 p.m. Why are you cutting it like that, Dan? Good thing I bought extra because I'm going to have to redo it myself, she says about the cubes of Swiss I cut as she wipes sweat off her brow. The one food she does outsource is a sheet pizza, which stays in the laundry room. Was anyone else out there raised with a laundry room that doubles as a buffet table and a bar? Mind you, the laundry room isn't near the kitchen, so guests of the Pellegrinos have to haul ass, cross the main floor to get a piece of pizza and their 7 and 7 off the dryer. Those guests not only make use of the laundry room, but they also get to spend time in the cold-ass garage, which turns into a smoking lounge because... Mom's side of the family is full of Marlboro lovers, and she doesn't let them smoke in the house. She places one space heater, two ashtrays, and approximately three funeral chairs in the closed garage for the family to smoke. A lot of the rooms are repurposed for parties. Looking for a coat closet? Never heard of it. At our house, guests' outerwear goes into a child's bedroom on top of the bed piled vertically. It's a tradition that at least two people take the wrong jacket upon leaving. Cousin Irene once wore long johns under her pants, which she insisted she take off and leave on the twin bed with her jacket. At the end of the night, Aunt Helen accidentally took the wrong coat, but it was okay because she hadn't hung a stocking, and now she had Cousin Irene's long underwear to greet St. Nick. 4 p.m. Before guests arrive, at least one of the Pellegrino boys sneaks into the laundry room, grabs one small square of the sheet pizza, scurries off into the cold garage, and eats it, thinking no one will catch on. Mom goes into the laundry room to fill the ice bucket, opens the pizza box, and notices the small square missing. It wouldn't matter if the sheet pizza were the size of a football field. She does not like it when we do that. This usually happens around four, and it's like we all get a sneak preview of the devil that will appear later. If Ma's demon movie starts at 5.10, the 4 p.m. pizza debacle is the trailer. While every single year is a nightmare, one particular Christmas Eve was a low point for Queen Linda. And to be honest, it's not entirely her fault. Dad added to the stress by disappearing mid-morning, telling us all he had a surprise in store, 
while I took the other family car to run the yearly errands. I don't need a surprise, Gare. I need you to help me set up for the party, Mom scolded. Trust me, you'll love it, he replied. Mom did not, in fact, love the surprise. Our dog had passed earlier that year, and my dad thought it would be a good idea to get a puppy. Only Mom had no clue. Part of me thinks Dad just wanted to get out of picking up the chairs at the funeral home, so when he left for an errand and returned with an eight-week-old puppy, Mom was pissed. And I was tired from having to carry extra seating from the undertaker's establishment. I love dogs, but puppies are a lot of work, and this one added yappy chaos to a chaotic household. And maybe don't get an eight-week-old puppy on the one day a year Mom has a routine nervous breakdown. Before Mom could even scold her husband, the pup pooped and crawled under the Christmas tree. Dad went to grab him, and the whole tree toppled over. Timber! Dad playfully yelled. You know when parents get so mad that they're almost calm? Like they're past the point of mad and have a chilling stillness to them. Mom had that. She let out the quietest. Gary returned the dog. Every syllable was pronounced, but you could barely hear her over the sounds of the barks and stove work happening inside the kitchen. It was like Meryl Streep as Miranda Priestley in The Devil Wears Prada. She's scarier because she's quiet. Dad and the dog got out of there immediately, which left Mom with even more items on her to-do list while Dad was driving hours across the state to where he got the adorable pooch. By the way, I know it's not right to adopt a dog and then unadopt it. I'm certainly not proud of the Pellegrino family for doing so, but this is, unfortunately, our truth. Dad isn't on social media, but you can direct your anger to him via Carrier Pigeon or Telegram if you feel so inclined. Dad recruited my brother Brian to go with him, Junior drove off to pick up his girlfriend, and I retreated into the basement for some quiet time before the cousins arrived. Just as my eyes began to close for a nice midday slumber amid my 75th viewing of Home Alone that year, I heard something upstairs. There arose such a clatter, and my senses alerted to see what was the matter. I looked at the clock and noticed it was 4.55 p.m., so I assumed I had at least 15 more minutes to power nap before the demon arrived. Ah! I heard Mom scream. I worried perhaps she was hurt or maybe dropped something. I ran upstairs. Ma? Ma, where are you? I asked. No one was there. The stove was on, but she wasn't in the kitchen. The carpenter's Christmas album was playing in the living room, but there was no sign of the matriarch of the family. I knocked on her bedroom door, but there wasn't a creature stirring in there either. Finally, I heard something coming from the garage. A car starting. I knew it was too soon for Dad to be back. I thought maybe Mom was moving her vehicle so she could set up the smoking section, but she was just sitting in the driver's seat. I put on the nearest pair of shoes, my dad's two sizes too small snow boots, and hobbled over to the car window. Ma, what are you doing? I'm going to the corner, Dan, she said through tears. Open the car, let me in. No, I'm going to the corner. Did you forget something at the store? Do you want me to run out? I asked. 
No, I'm not going to the corner store. I'm going to the corner. I'm just going. What do you mean, Ma? I'm going, Dan. I'm leaving the house, she shouted through the window. What, what about the food you left the oven on? Yous can all do the food and yous could do the whole Christmas without me because I'm going to the corner. I've had it, Dan. This was when I finally realized she wasn't running an errand. She was having the breakdown early and worse than the other years. The corner was the manifestation of that breakdown. I'm not sure if she had an exact corner in mind or that she ever planned to leave the driveway. Mom just wanted people to notice how much stress she was under. We had all gone through the motions for so many years, sneaking pizza she so badly wanted to present as whole, running off to get dogs she didn't want, and retreating to the basement for naps when she was at her busiest. She didn't want to ask us to help. She just wanted us to do it. I'm sorry I didn't come upstairs. What do you need me to do? I asked. You don't have to do anything. Christmas is canceled. I'll be at the corner, Dan, she replied. Mom needed to be seen, to be acknowledged, and to be appreciated like all mothers do. Rather than ask specifics about what corner she was referring to or what she would do once she was there, I shut my mouth and got her to unlock the car. I sat in the passenger seat next to her, and the car remained in neutral as Mom caught her breath and the Rudolph red coloring drained from her face. We sat in silence for about two minutes, and she took one deep breath and went back inside. While she reapplied her makeup, I took over food-stirring duties, mixing the sauce and basting the ham. Dad finally arrived back home, and I filled him in. Mom eventually returned to the kitchen looking more stunning than ever and didn't say hi to her husband or explain the outburst. She simply turned up the Christmas music to drown out the devil that was exiting her body right on schedule. As her final tear dried, the doorbell rang. Hun, do you mind getting the door? Must be my sister Joanne, she said calmly to Dad as if nothing had happened. Dad and I looked at each other, wondering if the demon was completely exercised for the season or simply waiting to strike again. Dad opened the front door and welcomed his sister-in-law. Merry Christmas, Aunt Joanne said. Joanny, Merry Christmas, Mom called to her oldest sibling. As Aunt Joanne made her way to the kitchen and saw the extensive spread of food and Christmas decor, she hugged my mom. Everything looks great. You did too much, Lynn. It was nothing. You know I love the holidays, Mom said with a smile. More guests streamed in and complimented the party Linda Pellegrino had put together, commenting on how beautiful everything looked, how flawless all the homemade goodies tasted, and how one human had made a gathering so festive. They had all grown up with her, so they knew she was the one who threw it all together. And although we picked up a bottle of booze here and there and rented some dead people's seating, it was Mom's party. Every time someone let out an mmm after a bite of food or an ooh after seeing a dancing Santa or twinkle light in the living room, Mom would respond with a simple, it was nothing, alongside that beautiful smile. It was something. Now that I'm older and have thrown my own holiday functions, I get it. We are all Linda this time of year. 
So to all the moms and mom-adjacent people, those who are throwing parties they don't really want to have, making sure everyone is well-fed and has a place to smoke their cigs, take a moment to pop your emotional cork like Linda does around 5.10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but just for a moment. Some years you might need to cleanse that spirit a few minutes earlier, and that's okay. Otherwise, it simmers inside you like the pot of sauce on your burner, threatening to boil over and make a mess that you don't have time to clean up. So scream inside the parked car in your garage or even into a nearby pillow. Drive away to the corner, yell at your kids, call your husband an asshole, and then get back to the party planning so that when your guests arrive, they can see how festive you made it. And when they say, I don't know how you do it all, you can respond with, It was nothing even though everyone knows you're lying. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 